Okay, let's start our discussion of Parshas Vo'eschanon, Tavshin Ayin Zayin, Shabbos Nachamu. Uh, we still don't have a base Hamigdash, but we are davening for one. We take Nechama, that Hashem, uh, as the Medr says, took the Eitzim Ba'avanim, destroyed the building, but kept the nation, kept us. That's our Nechama that we have, and the Torah that we keep learning, the connection that we have to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is an eternal connection. And Beth Hashem should just get stronger and we should actually have a base Hamigdash and not to have, not to have the Tishabah that we've had <laughs> over the past, uh, almost 2,000 years. So we'll start off with one of the first Sukkim in the Parsha, in this jam-packed Parsha of many mitzvahs. In Perak Da'ala, the Torah tells us, Fiat Yisrael, as Moshe Rabbeinu continues talking, as he does in his entire book. Listen to the chukim and the mishpatim that I'm teaching you, so that you shall live. The mitzvahs are that we shall live. And you shall come and, you shall, and inherit the land. As we know, almost every parsha in the Torah talks about Eretz Yisrael and talks about that being the destiny of Am Yisrael. The first of two times in Sefer Dvarim that we have the mitzvah called Baal Tosef. One is not allowed to add on to the mitzvahs of the Torah. Or detract or negate any mitzvah. Lishmar es mitzvos Hashem alokechem to guard the mitzvahs of Hashem asher anochi mitzvah eschem. Good. What does Rashi quote? Rashi quotes examples. What are examples of Baltosif and Baltigra? Rashi quotes Lotosifu kigon chamesh parshios betfilin five parshios and tefillin. What will be the fifth one? It only talks about tefillin four times in the Torah. Maybe something that doesn't really connect to tefillin. Maybe a one write a double chameshas minin balula vechamesh tzitzios. V'chein, so there's examples. Tillin, lulav, tzitzis. V'chein, says Rashi, lo sigru. Also, don't take away. Interestingly, Rashi does not give examples of the lo tigru, as if we should know it ourselves. These are what the Baltosev examples are. You know, and the Baltigru is the same thing. Question one, what, what are the examples of Baltigra? And even further, if we think about it, a question that many of Farsha may ask, how are we supposed to understand Baltigra? Baltosev, we understand, adding on to doing extra things that are in mitzvos. But Baltigra, not doing what? Not doing a mitzvah. Or not doing a mitzvah is just usher because you're not doing a mitzvah. You don't need Baltigra to, to, um, to add to that. Just as a mushal, parenthetically, right? The famous question on the Rambam of why the Rambam does not count the mitzvah of tshuva. The Rambam counts the mitzvah of vidui, of confessing. But tshuva seems to be just the background. When one does tshuva, then one has to confess. Why doesn't he just count tshuva? Why doesn't he count tshuva? The Meshachachim explains. Because what's the mitzvah of tshuva? To stop doing the Avera? The same Isser that applied before you did the Avera applies after you did the Avera. What, so you needed a mitzvah that tells me do tshuva? No, every Avera tells me stop doing the Avera after you did it once. What's needed is the added piece of confessing of vidui bevet. So here too we might say, what's the Isser of Baltigra? Not doing a mitzvah. So the mitzvah tells you you have to do it. What's added by, by Lo Sigra? Uh, good. So, uh, on a halachic level, the answer to that question is given by the Mepharshim, is that it means, don't do a mitzvah begira'on. Even if you are doing, not talking about not doing a mitzvah, that's not Baltigra. But you're doing a mitzvah, but you're doing it in an inferior type of way. When you could do it in a more maximal way, that could be an example of Baltigra, which uh, the Gemara talks about, for example, Yizrikas Hadam, you do less Zrikos than you're supposed to. So again, that's that's not, you're doing a mitzvah, you're just doing it in a, in a lesser than optimal way. 
Okay, but we're going to go out there of Jerush a little bit. What is uh, Baltig, what can Baltigra mean? And also, in the continuation of the Pasuk, how do we understand Lotose, Baltigra, Mimenu, Lishmar, as if you're going to take away mitzvahs in order to guard, in order to safeguard, Lishmar, it's mitzvah, Lashem, Lakechem? Says of Yonas and Ibishitz. Gives a mashal. Gives a mashal. Actually, we went out of order. So first we'll do number two, and then we'll come back to number one. I wanted to start with number one, but uh, I already went to the questions of number two. This is the question of the Teferis Yonasan, also of Yonas and Ibishitz, but not the story. Quotes from Yonas and Ibishitz and the Teferis Yonasan, one of his many svarim that are written uh, on some part of Torah. Makshima Olam, on line three. Fine, I understand Baltosif, right? Because we might think that do more and more and more is good. No, don't do too much. Too much can be bad. What does the Torah have to warn me not to be Gorea, not to take away? If you don't do mitzvah, it's batel. So of course we need a separate iser for that. So suggested to Ferris Yonasan, Teferis Yonasan Ibeshitz, among others, maybe it's, you read the Pasuk as a continuation. Lo Tigra Lishmar. Even if my kavana, when I am goreya, is a good kavana, it's still aser. L'chein says the Tiferes Yonasan. L'chein Pirish Rashi. V'chein lo tigru. V'hainu. Why does the Rashi give different examples? No. Al yedeshe tosifu bazet tigru. Bazet. Dezeh bazet talya. Hainu. Kishetir tzelitain betotafos arosh. Maybe I have eight and eight. I have eight. Four in the Yeshayat, four in the Shalrosh. What if I want to be most, go one place and be most of it another place? Like five and three. So his answer is that, no, no. If you're most of somewhere, it's a Giron somewhere else. If you're Gorea somewhere, then it's a Hosafa somewhere else, right? The Torah is in a perfect balance. And if we try to, uh, make our own concoctions of mitzvos, you know, that is not going to work. Even if I have the best intentions, I want to, I want to make sure everything is, uh, is equalized. Or, if you look in the Shvile Chaim, which we've quoted in the past, Rav Chaim Al-Azari from Canton, Ohio, look on line 8, he quotes the same questions. Sometimes, you know, it might go up in my mind. I can't do everything fully. I'll take, I'll do, be Gorea a little bit here in order to do full there. I'll try my own balance. No, no, this is an exact balance. This is an exact potion for life. This is Sam HaChayim. The mitzvahs are Sam HaChayim. Yes, there are Gemaras that talk about Avera Lishma, but that is extremely limited in scope. That is a separate topic in, uh, in Shas about the Avera Lishma. But the places that is quoted in Nazir Dav Gimel and elsewhere, it's very, very limited. And ultimately, we have to do the mitzvahs. The mitzvahs are a package deal. Like we've quoted in the past, our Chayim HaKadosh, our next week's parsha, Kol HaMitzvah. It's a package deal. Right, we can't forget one, be Gorea one, in order to be most of somewhere else. Right, like the, uh, the he gives the mashal there, Chaim Hakadosh. Somebody comes to the doctor and says, you know, my uh, my finger is hurting. It's like when you have the, the whole rest of your body. So don't worry about your finger. Your finger hurts. Okay, the rest, everything's perfect. Don't worry about it. No, my finger hurts. Right, if we're lacking somewhere that affects the whole body, 
Right, that's it's a it's a package deal, and that's what Hakadosh Baruch Hu tells us: Baltosif and Baltigra. We shouldn't even think taking away a mitzvah is going to help us in the uh, in the future. And just now, getting back to number one, we get back to the mashal, which I really wanted to start with for Yonas and Ibish is about Baltosif also. Somebody has a stomachache. Somebody has a uh, an ulcer. Somebody has a he's sick. He's not feeling well. The doctor comes. The doctor checks him. The doctor gives him a uh, knows exactly which medicine to uh, to give him. He says from this medicine you take one spoonful in the morning, one spoonful at night, and shalom al Yisrael. You will get better. When he got the bottle, he went to the pharmacy. He was very happy. He said, "Okay, awesome. I'm going to get better. I'm going to, I'm going to get healed very quickly." What did he do? He opened up the bottle. And he downed the, the bottle. He drank the whole bottle. Drank the whole bottle. So what is that going to do? It's not only not going to make him better. It's going to make him even more sick. It's going to, he's going to need even more medicine. Hopefully, he's, hopefully it won't kill him. But uh, but that's what you do. It's medicine. What do you mean it's medicine? It's good. It's good in exact uh, amounts. Kimuvan says that's that's the Torah. Torah the real Torah knows exactly how much we need and what we need. And sometimes if we do too much of one thing. That can affect us negatively somewhere else. Like we know, many times you have a chumrah da'asili de kula. We have to make sure that we're no, we don't go overboard in one area when other areas would be affected and sacrificed. The Torah is ultimately balanced, ultimately uh, perfectly uh, balanced for our neshama, exactly what we need. And we have to make sure that we don't, even if it's a good thing, we're going to do more of A. No, baltosif. That's going to be goreya somewhere else. And if we're goreya somewhere else, to Keep the balance. That's the message for us. Baltosif, exactly what Akadosh Baruch Hu wants us to do. That is exactly what he what he gives us. Uh, we mentioned a number of years ago the thought from Rav Chaim Shvolevitz that this is uh, Baltosif is linked uh, to the mitzvah right in our parsha. The next pasuk is Bal Paor, right? Ma Kesha, what's the connection between Baltosif and Bal Paor? So we discussed then at length a number of years ago. Bal Paor is exactly the opposite. Bal Paor has no rules. No rules, everything you want to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Not to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to serve whatever their gods they're doing, even relieving oneself. That also can be service of God. Right? That's how you serve. Make up your own rules. And Baltos is exactly the opposite. We know the exact ingredients that have to go into Avodah Hashem, and we can't make up our own. We can't make up our own. Make up our own, so then the balance is going to be, is going to be off kilter. Okay. Moving right along, a connected thought, but it's really a separate idea. So the Torah continues, Moshe Rabbeinu continues, after going through Baltosif and Baltigra and Balpaar and Vatem Advekim, Bashem Alokechem, Hashem tells us to be careful of, or Moshe Rabbeinu tells us to be careful of Avodazara. Torah tells us, describing Harsinai again, as we're going to get to the Aseris Adibros, Vashviemes Dvarai, Ashayomudun Lirosi, Vatikruvum Natam Dutachazahar. You stood under the mountain, Vahar, Boer, Boesh, and Leva Shamayim, Choshech, Anan, Vaarafel, all the different levels of darkness. And uh, Hester, spoke to you from the fire, called Varimatem Shomim. You heard the voice. You heard the voice, unlike any other generation. He told us the seven, the, the, the Aseris Adibros, right? It's called Dvarim here. He wrote them on the Luchos. You shall be very careful. 
What should you be very careful from? She didn't see any physical image at that time. You were just connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Lest you destroy yourself. Lest you make a graven image. Tavan is Zachar, when a keva, male or female. Tavan is called Behema Shabar, it's an animal. Tzipar Kanaf. Right, these are the sources for the halachas in, in, in Yeridea about drawing and taking pictures of suns and moons and animals and 3D images and flat images and photography. All of that is based on these psukim. These psukim right here, we are not allowed to make a graven image, a physical image. The question is asked by many Rishonim already, but I gave it to you through the eyes of the Maharal Miprag, the Maharal in Teferis Yisrael, all about Torah, the goddess of Torah, says in Teferis Yisrael in Perak Memvav, source number four. We have these psukin that talk about the, the uh, danger, the nishmartem olvanafshosechem of Avodazara. Of creating Avodazara, of creating statues and images and all bad things. What about the Kruvim? What about the Kruvim? You look at the Kruvim, what's the difference between the Kruvim and some other statues? The Yishola ben Yakruvim should be Mikdash. Kamosha Amar ben Medrash. Bishah the Medrash tells us that the Goyim, the nations of the world, were even surprised about this. You rail, you, the nation of, of Israel, you rail against Avodah Zarah? So what's in your holiest of holies? When the enemies went into the base of Mikdash, Amon and Mov also went in. And they found two Kruvim. What did they look like? That's a Gemara, that's a Medrash. Were they looking at each other? Were they in embracing? They carried the Kruvim around. Again, this is obviously a medrash that is not agreeing to the um, medrash that talks about how Shlomo Yoshio Amalekh already buried the Kruvim underneath and it was never subject to the enemy's hand. But this is a different opinion. Uh, or else it's uh, Shlomo Amalekh's uh, Kruvim. Right, not uh, not the ones that were on the Aron. Aren't you the nation that says you get to Avodah Zarah? Look what we found in their Holy of Holies, in their Kodesh Kadashim. So how do we answer that question? Right, it says in our parsha, don't make Tavnis Zachar Onikeva. Don't make any form. And look what they made. Aval says the Maharal. Rosham Ha'ilasachlu. They are fools. And the people who ask them, who even ask this question, don't recognize the major difference. There's one difference between the Kruvim and Avodah Zarah. And there's really one word. And that's called Tzivui. Mitzvah. Ki Kruvim shehem b'mikdash. The Kruvim and the Mikdash, Hashem told us to make those Kruvim. If Hashem tells us to make something, or Hashem makes something, that's obviously not inherently a problem. That's that's part of Avodas Hashem. Well, we, the, the, the whole Mishkan, everything Hashem made. Well, that's, that's a problem. Hashem either made it or told us to make it. That's part of our Avoda. Right? That's not anything uh, that Asur, uh, what Hashem made the sun and the moon and the stars. Is there something inherently problematic no. Hashem created them and we are meant to use them appropriately. So too by the Kruvim. Hashem told us 
to make them and use them appropriately for whatever symbolic nature they have. They look like children and they're hugging and they're not hugging. Or not But whatever it is, Hashem commanded it. Once it's mitzuve, memele, it's not a vodazar. Anything that Hashem created or commanded to create, obviously, there's no problem. Right, the other nations, oh, how can you say this? No, it's not in a vacuum. It's not in a vacuum that you can't create anything. You can't create anything not commissioned and commanded by God. Everything, uh, the Egel, for example. After he told us, If he told us to do it, it can't be that there's a problem. This isn't a God with him. This isn't plurality, duality. Everything Hashem made. Just like everything else. And therefore, everything else that was created in the world by God and told us to create. If I create the same exact thing, but something that Hashem did not tell me to make, that's a problem. Everything that Hashem did not command, that is a problem. And that's why the Rishonim explain. When Shlomo HaMelech added on and made extra Kruvim and extra Menorahs and extra Shulchanos, it's based on the Pasha must have commanded him that. Right, as the Pazik says in Dever Hayamim, right, uh, that uh, only, uh, only something that was commanded to Shlomo HaMelech or to any of us are we allowed to make. So that, says the Maharal, is the difference between the Kruvim and others. Hashem commanded it! So it can't be that it's Aser. Mashal Madavadome, one might say this is the uh, idea behind the conceptual issue of Asidochalosa, say. Right, we know, sad, uh, tzitzes and shotness. Right, the ultimate tzitzes is a woolen baghead with, uh, with linens, with a linen baghead with wool strings. Right, that's, uh, with schelas. So, how can you wear that? You're doing an Avera, you're wearing shotness. Asidochalosa, say. What does Asi Dochalosa say mean? Or all the other examples. Mila Betzaras. Or uh, Yibum, the, the potential by Asi Dochalosa say. Because the same Hashem that told us this is Asr also says that this is a mitzvah. And therefore, especially if you have the approach, what's called Hutra in Halacha, Rabbeinu Nisim Gaon in Shabbos, Kuflam and Gimel, has the most uh, ex- uh, clear and beautiful formulation of Hutra. Every Avera has a condition related to it. It's only an Avera if there is no mitzvah that needs to be done at this moment with it. But if there is a mitzvah that needs to be done and there's no choice, ain brera, to violate the Avera when I do this mitzvah, then there's no Avera. So Avera, right? The Kruvim wants their mitzvah to be created, nothing to talk about. It's, it's even, it's like the most... Uh, hutra approach to Asidogalosase. Okay, either way, that's the Marau. Uh, again, though, relating, it does relate to the first thought we mentioned, with that if we do exactly what Ganesh Baruch says, he knows the balance. He knows that we need the Kruvim, and we don't need any other graven images. Okay. Moving right along. Says the Torah. Perik Dalid, next couple of Sukkim later. Next Pasuk, after we talk about all the Tavniyot. All the tavniyot, you can't make any forms. Says the Torah. Pasuk Yotes. Upentiso enach Maybe 
lest you raise up your eyes to heaven. You see the sun, the moon, the stars. You see all the galaxies and the constellations. And you shall be drawn astray. Right? For the Nidachim. And you'll bow down to them. And you'll serve them. That Hashem apportioned out to all the nations. What does that mean? That Hashem apportioned out. Right? That means that you see the sun and the moon and the stars and you'll be drawn to them, you'll bow down to them, and you'll serve them. Sounds like a, a misplaced phrase. Misplaced modifier should be going earlier and not afterwards. Chazal already pick up on this. Says Rashi. Asher chalak Hashem. You have to add in a couple of words. Lahair lahem. So Rashi first shot says based on the Gemara, Asher Hashem gave them out to give light. Chalak Hashem. Okay, that's adding in, changing the phrases of the pasuk. Davar acher leelohus. Right, that means leelohus. Hashem gave them. To be gods for. What does that mean? Hashem apportioned them to be gods. Hashem did not prevent them from being misled by them. He smoothed it out. I kind of made it easy. Hashem made it easy. Hashem misled. Hashem just created the world. The sun, the moon, the stars. What does the Pesach mean? That Hashem chala, Asher chala Hashem. And Rashi quotes, he misled them. Rashi's really quoting the Gemara of Zara, Dafnon Hey, which is quoted in the beginning of source number six. Hechlikan bedvarim, kadeh in olam. But the question is, what, what does that mean? Hashem didn't create the sun and the moon and the stars to trick people. So what exactly is the Pshat? Says the Meshachachma. Third line. Vahabiyurhu, da'amru, da'avram isbonein. Avram Avinu, as we know, the Midrashim talk about, discovered our Kaddish Baruch Hu. How did he discover Hashem? At what age is a Machlokas? But what did he do? Why, asks Avram to himself, he didn't have a teacher, why does the sun always rise in the east and set in the west? Every single day. Maybe why, why not one time he should rise in the west and set in the east? Never happens. If the sun is a god, if this is the all-encompassing, why does it always do the same exact thing? It must be that there's a power behind it. There's a force behind it, or else it wouldn't do the same thing over and over again. It must be that it's mukrach. It is a nivra. It must be that the sun is not the deciding. The nimsa, says the meshachachma, that which we say in Kiddush Lavana, the constancy, the fact that it goes every single day the same thing, that proves it must be there's a higher power, a higher force that's making it go. sees the sun never stopping. Every single day doing the same thing and understanding the orbits and the moons and the planets and the galaxies. Avram Avinu understood it all. Doing exactly. So that leads, let Avram Avinu to realize there is a superpower behind, with a capital S, behind all of these constellations and suns and moons and stars. 
But, says the Meshach Chachma, when Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu, remember we had it last week's parsha, Perak Beis, Hayom HaZeh Achel Teis Pachdecha, today I am going to place your awe, V'yiraschak Pnei HaShemim, Tachas Kol HaShemayim, and what does the Gemara Natainis and Avodazara say about that? We have Xerah Shavu with Yeshua Ben Nun, then Moshe Rabbeinu stopped the sun in the sky, in Mochemes Gogumagog, right, I'm sorry, in Sichot Vaog, right, Moshe Rabbeinu stopped the sun, one minute, when the sun stops, that opens up the possibility of, oh, maybe the sun is its own power. Maybe the sun acts independently. Wow, it's doing its own thing. Maybe it has Bechira. Maybe it is a god. When it wants to stop, it can stop. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu says in our parsha. Says that it happened to be that Hashem allowed the sun and the moon to be used in a way that could be misleading. Asher Cholak, right, you, you saw, says Moshe, the sun and the moon and the stars, and you be, you're misled by them. Why are you misled? Asher Cholak, Asher Because Hashem allowed it to happen, allowed the sun and the moon and the stars. But, Kodesh Baruch Hu ultimately has the system and the orbit. Avraham Avinu recognized that something that happens over and over again is Mokrach, and only when Moshe Rabbeinu could control Moshe Yeshua and Nakdimon Ben Gurion, as the Gemara says in Tainus, right, the three people in history that stopped the sun, uh, then uh, that could be misleading to people, but obviously not if you see the entire system. And the Meshachach says, that's the shot of the Pasuk of Meshachach. It's interesting that if you look in the Mefarish, if you look in Hilchaz Yisodi Torah, the first four prakim, there isn't the regular Mefarshim of the Kesef Mishnah and the Magad Mishnah. And the, we have the Mefarish. The Mefarish, the first four prakim about physics and metaphysics. So he seems to go, it's not a stira, but he seems to go a little bit in the opposite direction. When you have something that's a, that's a perfect orbit, that, that goes around and around and around and around. The sun so, so, uh, rises in the east, sets in the west, rises in the east, sets in the west. Every single day. What does that show? So the Meshachachim explained the Medrash, that shows that there's a power beyond it. Power beyond. The Pirush, the Mefarish on the Rambam, you saw the Atorah, seems to, seems to go in a different direction. The Rambam first. Fascin- we mentioned this Rambam in Pashurim, uh, but it's an important Rambam to review and to, and to, and to know, even if not all Rishonim might uh, agree to him. The Rambam says that the sun, the moon, the stars, the constellations, all have Das. All have some type of intellect. We can't fathom what that is, says the Rabbam, just like a dog can't fathom what human intellect is like. So just because we can't understand it doesn't mean that it doesn't have it, right? Then that would be somewhat arrogant to say. For a dog to think that he understands everything in the world, you know, would also be somewhat arrogant and foolish, says the Rabbam. All stars and luminaries are all Bali Nefesh, they have knowledge, they have Haskell, they have intellect. Fame Chaim Vaomdim. Umakirim it's Mishamar Vahya Olam. They all recognize God. Kalachad Vahalafi Godlo, Ulafima Alato. According to each one, and according to each one's level, Mishabhim, Umafarim Liotram. They all praise Hashem. Kimoamalachim. Ukeshem Shamakirim Sakarish Barahu. Just like they have recognition of Hashem, Kachmakir met Atzman. They also have self-awareness. It's an amazing Rambam. Umakir met Malachim, Shalom Alamei. And they also recognize that there are those above them. The Malachim, right? The Rambam talks about, and other Rishonim also, the three different worlds. The Maharal also talks about this, right? The our world, the human being world, then the sun and the moon and the stars, 
that's somewhere between heaven and earth. And then we have the malachim, which is are totally not physical at all. Those are the three levels. And then the Rambam adds, V'das ha-kochavim v'agalgalim, me'uta midas ha-malachim, u'gedola midas b'nei adam. The das, the intellect of a star and any of those constellations is less than the, qualitatively less than an angel and greater than a person. That is the Rambam. And that's, and that's the Pshat. They say the Rambam holds. We say on Shabbos morning, Yitzharam b'das b'vinu uvaskel, which we usually translate as Hashem created them with His wisdom. No, according to the Rambam, it's Yitzharam. He created them having De'abinu v'haskel. Pretty amazing. But says the Pirish, says the Mefarish on that Rambam, Yaduzeh. How does the Rambam know that they are Baale Nefesh Videya? Says the Pirush, because they have exact orbits and they never go out of their orbits. Yaduzeh mitnuah sam. Shezua tnuah yevshashatia tivit. Kitnuah to evin lamata vaish lamala. It's not like gravity. When the, the sun and the moon, they orbit. It's not just gravity coming back, uh, going up or down. Shahamis noeya bitnuah tivit. Kishiyagia lamakam shiyatsami manu. What we call instinct. But the sun or moons or stars, they don't do that. It goes up one side, comes down the other side, and goes a full circle. Hilkach, lote tznua Torah, lotznua chashukit. The fact that it doesn't orbit, it doesn't just go back to where it came from, orbits, that shows autonomy. According to the Mefarish, according to the Pshad of the Rambam. So that's a little different, again, it's not a, a machlokas, but it goes a little different direction than what the Meshachachma was saying in Pshad of the Medrash. The Meshachachma said that that's how the Rambam uh, recognized a greater power because it did it just did the same thing over and over and over again, the same orbit, so it must be a power beyond. Right? That's what uh that's what a an orbit shows Avram Avinu that there's a power above. An orbit, according to the Mefarish in the Rambam, uh, shows uh an independent uh status personal autonomy. Okay. Moving right along. Aseris Adibros. I have to talk a little bit about the Aseris Adibros. So let's get into it here in Perak Hey. Of Parshas Veschan, and after we talk about the, we have the Tishabav laning, and we have uh, Ari Miklat a little bit. Then we have in Parake, we again have the Sarah Sedibris. Let's talk about one of the differences between the first and second version of the Sarah Sedibris. Right? Obviously, Zachar and Shamor is probably the most um, the most famous difference. But let's continue talking about Shabbos. What does it say here in Veschanon? Shamor is Yama Shabbos Lakacho. Keep Shabbos like God commanded you. That's how we know it was given in Mara. On the seventh day, your family, your animals, your avadim. What's the svara? What are we supposed to remember when we keep Shabbos? That is why Hashem commanded you to keep Shabbos. So this is one of the many mitzvahs that have to do with Yitzhiya Spitzrayim. The question that, though, that is asked is, what is the connection between Shabbos and Yitzhiya Spitzrayim? Especially, we would have thought that the svara given in Yisro makes a lot more sense. That's what we would have thought, right? In Yisro, what is Shabbos connected to? 
Maisa Bracious. Right, Kodesh Baruch Hu rested on the seventh day. Right, why else would you keep Shabbos? Right, the Torah says there. Kisheshis Yamim, Asa Hashem, Asamayim Vesaretz. Right, so Shabbos linked to Briasa Olam, we understand. So why is Shabbos linked to Yisrael Mitzrayim? What is the connection between the two? And we say it in Kiddush. We say it in Kiddush every Shabbos. Do we ever think about what that means? So what does it mean? So various suggestions are given. Uh, the Tosefes Bracha, the Baruch Sha'amar, the Torah Tamima, right? All same person. Source number nine focuses on why the difference, why the change from Yisro Ma'aseh Brachus to Vo'es Chanon Yitzias Mitzrayim. Tosfos already in uh, Arvi Psachim. Some are familiar with the Tosfos. So Arvi Psachim says, "What's the connection?" Lamantiskras Yom Tesem Yitzrayim Kol Yemei Chayecha. Tosfos says that if you have the you have the uh, do the on Avodas Parech. The word Avodas Parech. If you do At Bash. Aleph instead of Tav, and Beis instead of Shin. So, Perech is Vagal, Vav, Gimel, Lamid, which is Gematria 39. And that's the 39 Malachas that we had to do in Mitzrayim. Okay, a Gematria quoted in a Medrash in Tosas and Arabi Psachim. Fine, that's Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. When we went out of Mitzrayim, then we didn't have to do what we had, when we had Shabbos, when we were given Shabbos in Marav, so we weren't allowed to do the Malachas that we used to do in Mitzrayim. Great. But maybe there are a couple of other suggestions given. The Tosefus Bracha first gives one that he calls Drush, and then he says one uh, more more basic and fundamental. Says the Tosefus Bracha, line 5. It's Arach Biur. Why do we leave out this reason, which is the more obvious reason, my sabracious. There's no direct connection or obvious link to Shabbos and Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. Vigam, Ken Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. And after all, at one point, Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim was much later. Ma'ora me'ucheres harbeh l'siba shvitsa Shabbos. L'mayreches abriya. The Ica reason that was around for thousands of years, 2,448 years before my Matan Torah, was my sabracious. So what's the connection? So he says first, the Afshar line 17, He says it's Drash and it's Agada. He knows it's Agada. What is it? The Gemara tells us in Shabbos Kufiates that if anybody davens properly on Shabbos, if anybody makes Kiddush and says, If somebody testifies about my Sabracious, somebody testifies about Shabbos, they're becoming partners with HaKadosh Baruch about my Sabracious. And that's what we do. Why? Because a partnership, if you testify about somebody, that creates a connection between the two. You are mishtatev with he who you are testifying about. And therefore, says the Tzavis Bracha, if we are made about Shabbos, then we are connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Says the Tzavis Bracha, Yisro was, this, the assumption is that Yisro is Luchos Rishonos. And, Vazchanan is Luchos Shnios. Yisro was before the Chet Egel, And we were still Kashol Edus, And that's why we could give testimony with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and be a Shutaf, the Maise Bracious. But when it comes to, after the Chet Egel, then we were Nifsal, Le'edus, we were Mumarim. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to give us a reason that we didn't have to do, be Edim for. Right, you see this Mitzrayim, you saw that. You saw that. You don't have to like give aid for other years, the other to hear, others to hear about. Line 32. 
Okay, that's Agad. But now he gives the real pshat that he wanted to give. The real pshat. What's that? It's follows. Right? A question. They have a phrase here in the second Dibros that does not appear in the first Dibros. Says the Torah, Al-Kain, the end of the section about Shabbos. Al-Kain, Sivcha Hashem Elokecha, La'asos Es Yom HaShabbos. Right? That we know elsewhere. La'asos, it said in Shem Shamru also. To make Shabbos, to, to, to do something on Shabbos. Right? That Lushan does not appear, says the says the uh, Tosefes Bracha in the in Yisro. If we look there, Alkain Berach Hashem as Yom Hashabbos, Vayikachehu. Doesn't say anything about Lasos. What's the significance? We think about it, says the Tosefes Bracha. Shabbos, to remember God's Shvisa, the point is not to do anything. Right? Not to do anything. So what does that mean, Lasos? How do you do something for Shabbos? How do you do something? Let's keep reading. Ah, line 43 on the bottom. Or 40. Remembering is never just about not doing something. Remembering always requires something positive. You have to have a hecker. You have to do something, a davar hanikar, in order to remember what was, to take it with us. And therefore, the fact that we don't do something on Shabbos, turning over the page, doesn't reflect that we're not doing something dafka for Shabbos. Maybe we just, right, like one of the reasons that Muksa was instituted. Kamen batzvani he has nothing to do. Who says that Shabbos? That's why Chazal came up with Divrei Kabbalah. This covered Shabbos, this owning Shabbos, this Ksus Nikiah, Begadim, and clothing, right, all of those. That's how you make Shabbos. Amnam, line 12. Yishlachavin es halashon la'asos es Shabbos. Lasos means you need a positive. Kivan de be'emes or lasos bo eze pu'ula miyuchedas laharos ulahakir es mitzvah zacher v'shamar. Ubiyos kein. Says the Tosefes Bracha, putting it all together. There are two elements of Shabbos. There's the element of edus and testimony and recognizing that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world and rested on the seventh day, which we fulfill by not doing anything. And then there's the added element of remembering positively. You always need something, some positive zechira. And for that, it's not just lo tishkach. And for that, you have to do something for Shabbos. And that's the covet and the oneg and maybe even the, the, the way that we make Kiddush. If that's the case, maybe just at the Seventh Bracha, those two elements are reflected in the two luchos. Ubiyos Kane, Yesh Liaches, Dovar, Avodas, Apulos, Achyuvios, Loal Ikri Yisrael Mitzvah Shabbos. The Iker of Shabbos, you're right, is my sabracious. That's the Iker of Shabbos. Hashem rested, so we rest. And that's what's discussed in Yisrael. But here it says Lasos, says Yom HaShabbos. You can't be Lasos just by not doing anything. This is an added element. An added element. Lasos. So how do we know? What do we do? We take the avodos that we did in Mitzrayim, all the physical labor that we did for avodas chol, and now we uh, channel it to avodas kodesh. And it relates to that tosvis, that all the malachas that we did, we don't do a Shabbos, we do it in preparation of Shabbos. Right? The beforehand, the covet Shabbos. Ki heker hanir ki 
So therefore, there's the Shvisa of Shabbos is Maisebracious. The Zahira of Shabbos is the actual doing of uh, positive actions. A little difficult in that. Maybe it sounds that maybe Shomer should have been there and Zachar should have been here. Okay, that's Akasha. It's Akasha. But either way, the two elements are, are existent and those are the two elements related to, related to Shabbos. Okay, moving right along. We have one of the more famous psukim in all the Torah. We have the first parish of Kriya Shema. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, going right into V'yahavta Es Hashem Elokecha. So, if anybody never opened up the Torah before, and they only davened, and they only opened the Torah, it would be very surprising that if we look in the Torah, the pasik or the phrase, Barach Shem Kavod, is not there. Where's Barashem? And we even say it, we say it quietly. Why do we say it quietly? So there are different versions. There's a Gemara in Psachim that has one version of why we say it quietly, but we're going to go into the Medrash. Says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, and this is a major thesis of Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. Says Rabbi Yaakov in source number 11. We quoted this in a uh, Shabbat Shuvah dress, so recently those, uh, those in Beit Shemesh. Shema Yisrael, Rabbanan Amrim, B'Shash Allah Moshe Lamarom. When Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Har Sinai, Shema Lamalachei Asharish, She'Omim LaKadosh Baruch Hu, Baruch Shem Kavom Achusol Yalam Voed. Moshe heard the Malachim saying this to Hashem. V'Horid Osa LiYisrael, and he was so amazed with it, he brought it down to Bnei Yisrael. V'Lama Ein Yisrael Omrim Nasab Afarhesia. Why don't we say it out loud? Except on Yom Kippur. If somebody stole jewelry from the king, not to Allah, he gives it to his wife. He says, honey, you can't wear this outside. You can wear this in the bedroom. That's it. Not outside. That's what, that's what you can't wear. Baruch shame. Baruch shame. We can't wear it out. We can't scream it because it's, it's from the world of the Malachim. And we stole it. Moshe stole it from them, so to speak. And therefore, we can't say it out loud. Avobiyamakipurim, when we're all like Malachim, so then we're allowed to say it. Okay, many different questions of the Medrash from the Yom Kippur aspect. That is not for now. But says Rabbi Yaakov, we're going to go into, you know, what exactly is the message? What's the message of whispering Baruch Shem Kavod, Malchuso, Liolam Va'ed, that is stolen from the Malachim? What exactly does that mean? So he quotes three or four different sources and when the dust clears and you put all these sources together, we come out with an unbelievable idea, as we're about to see, and we're even going to give shot in a line that we say uh, in Musaf Anyantif. Says Rabbi Yaakov. Tosfos tells us in the beginning of Masechah's Brachas, Andaf Gimel. Right, the Gemara there discusses um, the uh, Hakadosh Baruch Hu's cry, and Tosfos there discusses Yehesh Rabba and Kaddish. Says Tosfos. He quotes it, line 15. Why do we say Kaddish in Aramaic? Right, the only part of Davri that's in Aramaic and not in Hebrew. It's an unbelievable tefillah, and therefore we don't want the Malachim to understand it. They'll be jealous of us. So that's why we don't say Yeshme Rabbah. We don't say Kaddish. In Hebrew we say it in Aramaic. Asks Tosfus, I don't like that. What do you mean? There are many wonderful tefillahs that are in Hebrew. What's Tafka unique about Kaddish and Yeshme Rabbah that the Malachim don't like 
don't like uh, that one, right? They're gonna, they, or they love that one, and they're going to be very upset if they hear us saying it. So we say that in in Aramaic, right? Ask Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. Sarachian ma be'emes dishtani heishmei raba shemiskanu bano amalachem yosef mishat What's unique about yeheishmei raba? Says Rabbi Yaakov. That Gemara there, the Gemara there said. Let's go back to the Gemara. He quotes it. Tanya Amar Rabbi Yosi. By Rabbi Yossi met Eliyahu Navi. And he asked me, what do you hear? Amar Tilo, Shamati Baskol, I hear a Baskol. Shemanehem is Kiona, that is wailing. The Omeris, and it's saying, Oi Lebanim Shekbavano Seyem Hechrafti Espeisi, woe to me, that because of their sins I destroyed my house. Eliyahu Navi says three times a day, HaKadosh Baruch Hu cries. That he doesn't have a base of Migdash. Bishashi saw in the Khazla about the Knesset of Midrashus, but Onin Yeshme Rabbah. But even though he cries, whenever he hears Yeshme Rabbah, Hakadosh Baruch Hu Menanero, so he gets, he takes comfort. And he says, oh, okay. Ashre Amel of Shemakal Sons of Abeso. Praised is the king. That they praised him in his house. Kach, Malo, Laaf, Shegla, Zbanav, owes me that I, I was Magla, my children. So what, what's going on here? Why is Hakadosh Baruch Hu upset? He takes Nechama whenever he hears Yehoshua Rabbah. That's what he says. Oh, okay, Baruch Hashem. Also interesting, says Tosfos. It doesn't say Amen Yehoshua Rabbah. It's just, or this is Rabbi Yaakov. It just says Yehoshua Rabbah. What exactly is is going on here? So again, just to summarize some of the questions: Why is Baruch Hashem said quietly? Number two: Why did the Malachim, according to Tosfos, why are they specifically upset? By, or they would be upset if they would hear, hear us saying Yeshme Rabbah, and that's why we say it in, in, uh, in Aramaic. Why is Hashem so happy when he hears Yeshme Rabbah? So what is happening? So says Rabbi Yaakov, put this all together. A secret of it could be a Gemara in Chagiga, which is used by the Grah. A lot of sources going on here, but it all comes together. The Gemara in Chagiga says there are two different Sukkim. So on the right side now, line 56, 57, two different sukkim. One Pasuk says that Malachim have six wings. And one Pasuk says Malachim have four wings. Okay, we don't have to say that it's a physical, you know, uh, idea here, but at least uh, a message. So six wings or four wings, which is it? Says the Gemara, it depends, Bizman Shebeis Kayam or Bizman Shein Beis Kayam. When the, we have a Beis Amigdash, the Malachim have six wings. When the, we don't have a Beis Amigdash, they have four wings. What is going on here? Says the Vilnagon. Says the Vilnagon. Six wings. That is Hashem's. That sh- that symbolizes Hashem's uh, revealed uh, manifestation to us, and that's based on the pasuk of Baruch Shem Kavod Malchuso Liolam Vaed. Those are six words. Six words are the six wings of the Malachim. Baruch Shem Kavod Malchuso. God's Malchus Liolam Vaed. We see it. We feel it. Baruch Shem Kavod. That's that's six wings. And that's what they always say in the base of Mikdash. Right? They always say Baruch Shem Kavod Malchuso Liolam Vaed. But in Galus, we don't have a base Mikdash. It's not clear. The Kavod Malchus is not apparent, and therefore there's only four wings. Baruch Shem Liolam Vaed. But there's no kvod malchuso. Those are the words that are missing, and that's what the Gros says. That's what we daven for on Yantif. When we say Avinu Malkenu Galay kvod malchuscha aleinu, the kvod malchuso. Those two words. Those two words are missing, and that's what we daven for. We want the base hamigdash so the malachim could have all six wings, and we could say Baruch Shem kvod malchuso liolam boed. And that is why, based on this, says Rabbi Yaakov, we say it quietly. Because right now, in Golis, we don't have Kavod Malchus. 
We don't have Kvod Malchus. How can you say it out loud? Baruch Shem Kvod Malchuso. The Malachim have it. They're up by Hashem. But Moshe Rabbeinu stole it to down here, so we can't say it out loud. Kvod Malchus. We don't have it. So that is why, that's why we say it quietly. But final, final point. Lynchpin, says Rabbi Yaakov. Yehei Rabba Mivarach. Liolam Olomei Amalya is the Aramaic for Baruch Shem Kvod Malchuso Liolam Vo'ed. But it's the Aramaic without the middle two words, without the Kvod Malchuso. Right? Baruch Shem Kvod, Baruch Shem, Yeheshme Raba. Right? And then we have Liolam Vo'ed, Liolam Leomei Amalya. Right? So it's without, without the Kvod Malchus. Yeheshme is Baruch Shem. So when Hashem hears the Yeheshme, that's when he has such Nechama, but he's also upset. Oyvei, I miss it. I miss it. And that's why the Malachim Dafka don't want to hear Yehishmei. We say, we say it in Aramaic. Because we don't want them to recognize. Line 66. If not tik Yehishmei Rabbah Mivarach, Lohashan HaKodesh, Nimsa, Shu Yehishmo Agadol Mivarach, Biolam Vo'ed. That's exactly what we daven for. And that's why Hashem is very happy when he hears it. And that is... Uh, a major thesis relating to Yehoshua Rabbah and Baruch Shem and all related issues. The Malachim are very upset that we stole that because we don't have Kvod Malchus here and they think it's inappropriate to mention. Okay. Moving right along. Moving right along. Right, we have two more thoughts for the week about Avas Hashem. First about the mitzvah of Avas Hashem and then about those who love Hashem. First, Avaz Hashem. Again, we're not going to, we didn't read the rest of the Rabbi Yaakov. Feel free to, uh, to go through. He quotes Josephus towards the end. It's a, it's a major thesis. Okay, but first, Avaz Hashem. We, I think we've quoted this in past years, but it's always good to review it. After all, it's one of the six mitzvahs tmidios that we have to fulfill every second of our life. How do we achieve Avaz Hashem? How do we achieve it? So, the Rishonim talk about two ways. The Rambam has both ways. We'll see it this year from the Chinuch and the Rambam. The Chinuch writes in Taf Yudches, Gorgeous Lashon, Source 13. What's the Inyan Mitzvah? How do we fulfill the Mitzvah? We focus on his Kudav, his Mitzvos. But the first thing he says, and what's the example that he gives? I don't know how to love Hashem. Studying the Torah. If I study the Torah, if I think about the Torah, if I understand the intricacies, that'll bring me to Abbas Hashem. Why? Because it brings me close to Him. Right? The mashal is given by various, uh, by various farm, right? The, uh, Torah is a diary of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's a list. Imagine we didn't know somebody. We have no idea who the stranger is, but we get a list of his likes and his dislikes. We get a list. These are the 10 things he likes. These are the 10 things he dislikes. So we'll start to get to know him. What if we get a list of 50 things he likes and 50 things he dislikes? So then also we have, a, we have a little better understanding. What if we have 200 things that he likes and 200 things that he dislikes? Now we're really getting to know him. We've never met him. But the more we, we learn about this, the more we can appreciate. What if there are 613 likes and dislikes? Then we really have a true understanding. That's one way to put it. Or one might put it as it's God's diary. 
Kodesh Baruch you read the Torah, that's his diary, that's how he um, revealed himself to this world, right? That's what a Kodesh Baruch says, it's his autobiography. So you want to get close to him, you want to love him, says the Chinuch, again, also the Rambam writes this in Sefer HaMitzvos, learning Torah. Learning Torah, and that will lead to Avas Hashem, because we'll understand and the beautiful intricacies of the world of Halacha. And the Chinuch ends off by saying, V'no Hekes, B'chol Makom, V'chol Zman, B'schar V'nekev, it applies to men and women, and he has a scary Lashon. What's a violation of Avas Hashem? How do we not fulfill the mitzvah of Avas Hashem? If our life is focused on something else. If the, if the focus and the emphasis of my life is something else other than Hashem, that's a bitul mitzvah If I set my thoughts not to have a little laid back time. But that's a goal. If my life is my fancy car, if my life is my sports team, if my life is anything in the world, making money, other than Avas Hashem, obviously we all need money and we all could use a car and we all, all as means. But the Chinuch is saying, if that becomes my ends, not only is that just a warped sense of what life is about, and maybe that's even a form of of, of a zara, but it's a bitul of avas Hashem, right? This is one of the mitzvos tamidios, scary lashon, but one that we should take to heart, each on our own, each on our own level. But that's one way to get to a baruch Hu, through avas Hashem, through Torah. The other way to get to avas Hashem, the Ramam writes in Hilchot Yisodiyat Torah. That is looking at the world. Looking at the world around us. Again, we don't do it enough. But, or think about it enough. Think about the human body. Think about the world. Think about the animal kingdom. Think about science. Think about that. We could see HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the, in the, in an apple. In an apple. Rabbi Victor Miller writes about how just the, an apple, a seed of an apple has more power than the biggest super, 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 super computer. It could build and rebuild and regenerate in the cells. It says everything. Everything is in the world, just we don't, just don't appreciate it. Right? Think about, uh, you know, uh, 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 vegetables and fruit. Why are fruit generally nice and shiny, right? When they're ready to be picked and before that they're not. And, uh, and, uh, when you have a peel, the orange stays good while it has the peel or the banana. And right when the peel comes off, all of a sudden it goes bad. Right? While it still has the peel before you start eating it, Hashem, Hashem has a protection for it. It's unbelievable. Right, things don't get the apple doesn't get brown. Well, it has the peel on it. It could be there for two weeks, hanging on the tree. The second I take the peel off, it's Hashem's Hashem's uh, wrapper. Hashem's wrapper. It's unbelievable. Says the Rambam. That's another way to get to avodas Hashem. Bishashi is bonain ha'adam b'masav u'bruava niflaim hagdolim v'yiramam. We look at the stars. Chachmaso. We just look at the 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 the. the Constellations. Right, we can't stop. It's unbelievable. And we should feel that way. We have a taiva to get close to Hashem. The Ram, that same Ramam says we also have a taiva to run away because we have here as Hashem. But either way, those are the two avenues that the Rishonim talk about in terms of getting close to Hashem Baruch through Avas Hashem, through Torah, and through the world. I gave you a piece in Rav Salvechik also, uh, that Hashem is our father, Hashem is our mother, but uh, feel free to read that. But we're going to go to the last source just to talk about not Avas Hashem, but those who love Hashem. Right at the end of the parsha, we have a promise. 
Hashem is going to help out and be on the side of those who love Him. Says the Torah, V'yadata ki Hashem alokech alokim ho'el ha'neman shomer abris v'achesed. Hashem guards the, the bris and the chesed la'ohavav to those who love Him. U'l'shomer mitzvosav la'elav dar. Hashem takes care of those who love Him. Just to end with a story that Rav Zilberstein quotes in the second volume of Ha'arevna. He quotes that one time into a base medrash of a Rav in Johannesburg, there was a girl that came in crying, very upset. And he says, you know what, what's the matter? She says, I'm getting engaged tomorrow. And you know, the minog I know is to give a gold watch to the chassan. I have no money. I have nothing. I don't know what I'm going to do. What I'm going to do, I, I, what am I supposed to do? I need to give him a gold watch. Without batting an eyelash, the Rav takes off his own gold watch and gives it to this girl. Something that probably none of us would ever do. But he says, here, give it. So he's like, really? And that would be enough of a story. But it continues. After a couple hours, the rough thinks, you know what? I'm going to go home. That gold watch, you know, uh, my wife's going to realize that I gave it away. So uh, Now we can think maybe it wasn't the best idea if the, if the wife gave it to him. Unless he knew that his wife would realize that it was for Tzaka, so she would be okay with it. But maybe even right at first she might be upset. Either way, he says, you know what, I don't want her to be upset. So he goes to the jewelry store, and he goes and he sees a watch that basically looks like the same kind, and he says, can I have that watch, please? And he says, sure, how much is it? He starts taking out uh, uh, bills to start paying the bills, and all of a sudden, the cashier says, wait a minute, goes to the back, comes back out, and everybody starts saying, Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov. What's Mazel Tov? You are the 1,000th customer in this store. You get the watch for free. So that doesn't happen every day, every time we do a Maisa Chesed. That doesn't happen every time that, you know, we, uh, we do a mitzvah. But once in a while, the stories of Hashkacha Pratis, stories like that come across and that just shows us. Shomer habrisva chesed We know it's true. We might not always see the results, but that story gives us some of the results right in front of our eyes. Okay, we'll stop here with Parshas Voyaz Chanan.